Perfect beginning, a good beginning. SNL sets up the coverage of the anti-Semitism on campus hearings. You, there's ripeness for great material here. These university presidents can be ferociously satirized. It's very easy to write. I mean, you don't even have to be good at writing the transgressors. You can write this. It's, I mean, just it's easy. But they make a completely different decision. Instead of making fun of the university presidents that everybody saw gave those terrible non-answers to the question of whether advocating for genocide on campus violates the student code of uh, policy of, of speaking and conduct, they instead decide to attack the person who made them make the bad news. They decide to attack Elise Stefanik. Now I'll turn it over to mega superstar Elise Stefanik from New York, who's been pacing the hallways listening to Lose Yourself by Eminem. <laughs> Miss Stefanik. Thank you, chairwoman. Now, I'm going to start screaming questions at these women like I'm Billy Eichner. Anti-Semitism, <laughs> yay or nay? I'm sorry, what? Yes or no is calling for the genocide of Jews against the code of conduct for Harvard. Well, it depends on the context. <gasps> what? <laughs> that can't be your answer, you pen lady. Same question, yes or no. Well, we are serious about stopping all forms of hatred, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. Not the second one. MIT lady, chance to steal. And keep in mind, if you don't say yes, you're going to make me look good, which is really, really hard to do. So I'll ask you straight up. Do you think genocide is bad? Could I submit an answer in writing at a later date? Am I winning this hearing? Somebody pinch me. I just, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe. I mean, I, I guess, I, you know, I should never be surprised by uh, stupidity. But, you know, why? <laughs> you have really excellent material. But instead of criticizing the university presidents for their complete failure to properly respond to questions throughout the hearing, not just Elise Stefan. It's five hours. I've listened to about half of it. It's terrible. They are terrible at this. They just don't get it. And instead of mocking them, which, I mean, they do a little of later, okay? They do a little bit about their DEI and all this stuff later. But mostly, they lead with, no, we're going to make fun of Elise Stefanik for asking the question that they can't answer. Now, in case you think, like, in case also you haven't seen the actual clips, in case you haven't watched this hearing, it is long. 
I just want to play for you the part that got all the attention. This is all the way at the end. This is like 15 minutes before the end of the five-hour hearing, okay? Elise Stefanik in her second round of questions. There was stuff earlier. There was lots of stuff throughout. But this was the, the big highlight moment where all three university presidents just can't say that calling for genocide is unacceptable on a college campus. This is uh, Sally Kornbluth at MIT. Dr. Kornbluth. Does M- at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment if pervasive and severe. So sometimes calling for the genocide of Jews is bad, and sometimes calling for the genocide of Jews, you know, and intifada is (laughs) calling for wiping out of Israel. Wiping out of the Jews, take up arms, globalize the intifada. That's what they're calling for. Okay, And oddly, that was actually the best answer. That was MIT Sally. She did the best. Liz McGill from Penn. Hmm. Hmm. Ms. McGill at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? This is so easy. If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your testimony that you will not answer yes? If it is, if the speech becomes becomes conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? Oh, my God. The speech is not harassment. This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. It can be. It depends on the context. You know, calling for genocide is only a problem if you start acting on it. (laughs) What? If you start doing genocide? This is unbelievable. Now, I know there's a lot of good conversation around this to be had, but I do want to, you know, I want to hear, let you hear the rest of it. The third president from Harvard University, Claudine Gay, we'll play that in just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right. Well, the map is really starting to light up this morning. Uh, Let me get to all of this here. I-10 East, just past West Nine Mile Road, really backed up, uh, going all the way past Detroit Boulevard. Uh, Blue Angel Parkway at NES Westgate, that's cleared up. Uh, 87 South from exit 31 off of I-10. 
to Hickory Hammock Road is down to one lane due to uh, the asphalt trucks redoing part of the road there. Uh, Mobile Highway in front of Beulah Elementary School, a little slow going with the school zone. Also, uh, getting by Gulf Breeze High School um, on Gulf Breeze Parkway, going through proper. It's a little slow in both directions. Uh, a texture said earlier that the light is out in front of Gulf Breeze High, so they do have a cop out there directing traffic. Uh, 98 westbound at Tiger Point, the light at Avalon Garcon Point starting to back up. And uh, eastbound headed towards Navarre on uh, Navarre Parkway, some slowdown getting past Panhandle Trail. And I'm just now seeing Pensacola Boulevard at West 10 Mile, uh, some really slow roll there, stretching about a mile uh, there. Uh, this traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping, celebrating 40 years in business on the Gulf Coast. Call us today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. If you see any traffic info out there this morning, 437 1620, call or text. You're listening to News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to the um, the hearings on campus anti Semitism uh, in the House of Representatives. The, I think it was the uh, Higher Education Oversight Committee. I forget, but I think that was the committee. Uh, again, Elise Stefanik to Claudine Gay, uh, the president of Harvard, the third massive fumble at the end of the hearing and dr gay at harvard does calling for the genocide of jews violate harvard's rules of bullying and harassment yes or no it can be depending on the context what's the context targeted as an individual targeted as at an individual it's targeted at jewish students jewish individuals do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic con- rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action so the answer is yes that calling for the genocide of jews violates harvard code of conduct correct again it depends on the context it does not depend on the context the answer is yes and this is why you should resign these are unacceptable answers across the board just say yes It's awful. We will not tolerate it. It violates our code of conduct. It is evil, horrid hate speech, and our Jewish students have the right to not be subjected to that on a college campus. Just say that. It takes four seconds. It's so easy. But I'll tell you, I have have two thoughts on where they go wrong here. One is the light version. One is the more serious one. The light version is that they don't understand the First Amendment. They don't. I Look... You can have a reasonable conversation about what are the limits of, of speech in assemblies or speech uh, by individuals or speech by professors on campus. You can. I mean, and for example, if somebody wanted to say, um, I think that uh, the Palestinians have the right to their own sovereignty. Okay. Uh, somebody might say, um, I, I think that Israel stole the land that they're on. I mean, you're wrong, but you can have that conversation. Okay. But when you start calling for wiping Jews off the map, which is what Inafada means, if you start calling for exterminating the Jews, or even in just the hypothetical that she's presenting, is genocide in the Jews uh, violate? You know, does advocating for that violate your code of conduct? Yes. Yeah, that's no good. You can't do that. Because there are things like fighting words. There are things like incitement to riot, incitement to violence, right? Threatening somebody's life. And see, that's the light versions. They don't understand what the First Amendment limits really are. Because okay? I have said 
And I believe that if somebody wants to protest in favor of Gaza, great. If somebody wants to demonstrate in favor of Hamas, not great. Not allowed. You don't get to you don't get to get out there and say, no, the terrorists who killed the children and raped the women, those are good guys. Sorry, you're done. There are limits. And I have a really wide berth where these limits get set. The second much more serious problem is they are anti-Semitic. And they don't even know it. For all the training and implicit bias, for all the training in DEI and wokeness, they don't get how they are anti-Semitic. And I don't mean this in the sense that these three university presidents hate Jews. I, I, I think if you ask them, they'd be horrified at that allegation. The problem is they don't understand that Jews are just as subject, in fact, even more so, to this kind of hatred and racism and bias and bigotry as other groups that they would eagerly protect from this kind of a environment. If somebody were on campus saying, kill all the blacks, what would they do? Oh, they would clamp down on that right away. If somebody were on campus saying, kill all the gays, what would they do? Oh, they would clamp down on that right away. And rightly so. You can't advocate for murder, let alone race-based murder or genocide, and still attend the school and still be permitted on the campus. No, not acceptable. The problem is they don't see that it's in the same category. They've conditioned themselves to learn that somebody who's against women or against gays or against blacks or against Hispanics is evil and that if they want to be like a light racist, which they don't really tolerate even that, maybe you can accommodate that. But if they want to advocate for doing violence against people on the basis of their race or their gender or their sexual orientation, they know you can't have that on campus. But when it comes to Jews, Jews don't get that same kind of consideration. The one group historically that people have consistently, repeatedly across all kinds of places actually tried to genocide. And they don't see it. That's the anti-Semitism. They are unaware of just how awful it is for Jews. And that's their failure. Now, uh, the UPenn gal has already resigned. And rightly so. They're calling for Harvard and MIT. And rightly so. I mean, there's a billboard truck driving around Harvard campus today showing the video calling for the president to resign. And see, just imagine if there were groups on campus chanting, globalize the killing of blacks. And then we had a hearing in Congress. And somebody asked the president of Harvard, let's say, do you think that advocating on campus for globalizing the killing of blacks is acceptable? And they said, well, I mean, it's context dependent. They'd be out. And if a Saturday night satire sketch show made fun of the person who asked the question, you would recognize that they were completely off target. And it's not like SNL can't find the comedy. In Later on in the segment, there were several funny bits. But the choosing to attack <laughs> Lee Stefanik 
for bringing out the incompetence of these university presidents, that is a mind-boggling decision by the writers of SNL. 7.54 on News Radio 92.3. Sorry, almost 7.55 here on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Jake's got traffic on the fives. That's okay. I need a little extra time to get through all this. I-10 East just past West Nine Mile Road. Really, really backed up past Detroit Boulevard. Also, um, 87 South from Exit 31 off of I-10 to Hickory Hammock Road is down to one lane due to some um, road work. They're resurfacing the road. Uh, Mobile Highway in front of Beulah Elementary School. A little slow going with a school zone in effect. Also getting through Gulf Breeze proper in front of Gulf Breeze High. Um, a texter uh, let us know earlier that the light is out in front of Gulf Breeze High, so they do have an officer out there directing traffic. 98 westbound at Tiger Point. Uh, the light at Avalon Garcon Point is starting to back up. Uh, if you're on Gulf Breeze Parkway eastbound, headed out of Navarre, some slowdown getting past Panhandle Trail. Also, Pensacola Boulevard at West 10 Mile, stretching about a mile uh, south there, um, or I'm sorry, east, uh, very slow moving. And if you're traveling anywhere around HCA Florida West Hospital this morning, uh, East Johnson Avenue starting at University, very slow all the way to Davis. And then uh, if you're going down Davis by Ferry Pass Elementary, it's just really congested in that area. If you have traffic info to report, call or text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable. By the way, just getting a lot of texts in at 437-1620, basically saying, amen. <laughs> you know, they don't get it. Misadvised by their lawyers, and rightly so. And uh, I, I appreciate that. You guys are exactly right on this. 756, I'm Andrew McKay.